Welcome back for another week. Another week, another podcast. I'm really excited about this week's episode. It's actually a mashup episode. Yeah, yeah. With my homegirl, Danielle from the Girl What Podcast. What's going on, girl? Girl What? Hey. Hey, girly. Hey. I'm really excited, honestly, about doing this as a mashup because... I was listening to your podcast before I met you. Granted, it was based off of, I think, our mutual friend coming on your show and promoting it and me going to listen and then yes. subscribing after that. But um, Shout out to Ironic. Yes, yeah, shout out to Rob. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have been in the podcast game much longer than I have. <laughs> Which is like cool, but also like a little embarrassing because of my inconsistency. But Hey, we are here. <laughs> Today, we made it. It's okay? a new day. Right. We're not going to dwell on the past. It's almost the end of the day. This is definitely the latest I've ever recorded a podcast episode. The latest? The latest. I feel you. I feel like the latest one time was like midnight because me and my okay. friend just couldn't get it together. So. Right. Yeah. Do I'm actually trying to be really consistent, as annoying as it is, with the color tones of when I'm recording things. Mm. So I wait until the sun gets goes down okay because i feel like the darker it is outside the less likely it's interrupting the color coding of the video do i care too much i think that is a lot of control in fact it's a good thing i would rather record at night too because at least the color consistency would be more consistent right versus like daylight savings the sun going down faster so you kind of have to work against the sun so no if anything it's what you have to do right. <laughs> if you want it to look good. Have you always recorded video aspect from your podcast? Because I feel like you've been pos- podcasting for the length of time where it was really just about that audio life. It Yeah, when I started, the audio was king. Like, you didn't have to do the video portion. It didn't really hit until, I would say, the pandemic where it was like, okay, now everyone's doing videos and stuff because Zoom is just easy. But that is the hardest part. Doing video production for your podcast, especially if it's like a one-man team, then you have your work cut out for you. You're doing everything. So yeah, this setup alone. And most of it was yeah. already on the tripods. It was just organizing it everywhere. Else. And you know what? And that's okay. Like, it does take time to put it together. Yeah. Unless you have the studio that just has it already preset. But, you know, you're not dealt that hand every time. We got we to gotta, <laughs> uh, grow with the budget. Okay. The budget. Yeah. Exactly. My homegirls actually just opened up their own podcast studio. So Which ones? Um, Good Moms Have Choices. Shout out to them. Yes. That so is a great pod. It's called Good Good Media. Oh, and that's cute. They're in North Hollywood. So if anyone's ever looking to record a podcast there, they're taking care of the whole production side of things. Oh. I think that's the next move. Like from a business perspective, I don't want to do it for a podcast studio, mm-hmm. but I am definitely looking into like content production rentals for like peer space and stuff mm, okay i want to rent out lofts build mm-hmm. stages and then let niggas pay me per hour to come take pictures and videos that's hot when i think about the amount of times that i've done that and spent a significant amount of money to mm-hmm. go somewhere just to get content it just seems like the next the next move it is it is i do know a few people doing the same thing that are photographers and either podcast or some type of production, mm-hmm. that is probably your best move. And yeah. some of the places you can find are also like like a co-living space situation. So like you can live almost work. live work, exactly. So you can almost do both like the Airbnb part of it and or just cater to people who need a production place. So right. I'm all for it. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Well I'm super excited to have you here. I'm excited to like combine our our podcast. So the way yeah. that um, I usually start off all of my episodes is I have a segment called She Really Had Me Twisted, where, you know, I have an eight-year-old daughter, Nyla. Yes. I essentially uh, recall a moment in time within the week that Nyla had me fucked up. <laughs> I love that. And it's it's not hard to, to find a moment. In motherhood, there's plenty available, even if one didn't specifically happen in the week, but there never goes a week where it's not happening. Um, mm. So you don't. You don't have any kids. You're not a mom. I am not a mom. No. Do you want kids? 
I'm not opposed to kids. That's how I say it. But it's like, I just got to find that person first. Mm. I'm also single. So it's not like I'm in a rush to just have a baby. But right. yeah, no, I'm not opposed to having kids. I could see myself having one, maybe two max. But yeah. if it doesn't happen for me, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not freezing my eggs. I mean, I feel like that's a very expensive thing to just do. It is. But I know I'm in the threshold to do it because once you hit 35, they're like, yeah, you're like expiring at that point. Is 35 <laughs> the age that you start really feeling that pressure as far as being someone that doesn't have children? I Well, I don't know. It's like it, you could. Also, I've had friends younger than that, like 29, 30, where they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? Why am I not, you know, put together with my family or right. why don't I have kids? Like, mm-hmm. I never felt that. Like, I don't have that biological clock ticking down situation. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like I'm going with the flow of life. Yeah. That's the only way to I do it. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of people have children later on in, in yeah. life. And I think know? that's okay. I, I know so it's harder, but it's not impossible. Physically, Physically it's harder, yeah. for sure. My mom had my... My youngest brother at 40, and she's like, out of all of us, that was the one. <laughs> she was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That, that, it took a toll on her physically. But So what's the age difference between you and your... Uh, my mom? Your No, not your mom. Your your younger sibling. Oh, my youngest brother. Yeah. Uh, 17. Okay. She was born when I was in high school. Mm. And I think that was another... That's another reason why I'm not in a rush, because having your youngest sibling at that age felt like it was my baby. Mm-hmm. The way I had to stay home and watch him, I was like, okay, I guess this is my life. I'm a single mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not I was, true. I, I, I joke back and forth with my brother, and our yeah. age difference is only four or five years. It's not anything significant like that. Mm-hmm. But I always tell him, like, you know, I've raised you. Yeah. It's like that big sister complex. <laughs> it really is. Like, when you're the oldest, you feel like you raise your siblings. Yeah. So, you know, they don't get it, though, because they're yeah, just, like, they don't. young and... Especially with... When they're the youngest, they're the babies. It's like, you don't even understand the trauma I endured for you to live the life that you do. 100%. Are you kidding me? (laughs) It goes in my siblings. It's me, my sister, and then I have two younger brothers. So the two younger brothers are literally still babies mentally, even Mm -hmm. though one's like 26 and the other one's 18. But they can't let go of mommy. Mommy is the rescue, and they know that, so they don't try that hard to, like, figure shit out. Place. it's insane but you know it's just the life i can't relate to so i get a little envious and i'm just like shut up like it's not that bad for you it really isn't right like and then you know they just moved my one of my brothers just moved back home with my mom and okay for him it was nothing. that kind of economy so i and i totally get it yeah but for me i'm gonna figure it out listen <laughs> i'm such a prideful person i was just having this conversation with someone mm-hmm. as it's almost like a, tra- a traumatic thing because yeah. i could have nothing to eat mm. and i would donate blood mm. before i asked somebody for 20 dollars. oh what i'm not asking nobody for money yeah. and that is a trauma response probably but it's just more so like i've never I just feel like I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, I've never been in too much of a tight situation where I'm like, I'm in a bind. Listen. But even if I, I was. been in some binds. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean, you still figured it out. You still right. <laughs> overcame. Exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, the last, last, last resort for me is like asking like my mom or even family in general. Because it's like. Now, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'll recant that statement. I feel like with my mama, I would, I'm not too proud to ask my mama for $20. <laughs> I mean, your that's mom, good. like I feel like with your with your your mom or whatever like parent that you have that kind of relationship with, yeah. But I don't know. My brother showed on my asking me for twenty dollars though. Oh, younger siblings don't younger care. Younger siblings drain the life out of you. They're like, yeah, I just need to buy lunch, and I'm like, I'm like, nigga, you didn't ask for twenty dollars. You didn't ate all the cereal bars. Been <laughs> <laughs> drink half need. my coffee creamer. You don't even like coffee. My brother doesn't <laughs> like coffee. My brother likes sugar. Like, oh, he likes sweet drinks. Yeah. But so do you have any children that you like interact with frequently? Do you have any children that you can like contribute to the segment that may or may not have had you fucked up? They have a story. I'm trying to think. I feel like even though I have a lot of friends with kids now, they've never like 
done anything too wild in my presence. Okay. I've had the my, the parent tell me that they did something yeah. wild to them, but when I'm there, it's either they're kind of like standoffish. Mm. It depends on like whose kid it is because, for example, ironic son, I've been around him like his whole life. Okay. And I've only heard the stories of what he has done. Same. <laughs> but, like, I've never seen He's that behavior. He's such a respectful He's kid. so sweet. I feel like your, your kids try you. Yeah, they'll try you, they not your friend. They put on a show for everybody else. Of course. Your kids put on a show. That's why people are always like, oh, yeah. she's so cute. She's so funny. Did you ever meet? <laughs> da, 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 da. And then you get in private with them. And they wreak havoc on your life. Is a whole different person. Um, what would she do? Okay. So on last week's episode, mm-hmm. I talked about how basically she was watching this really sad movie on Netflix called um, Hutchie, like the story of this dog. It was on Netflix Kids, but basically the dog okay. ends up dying at the end. It's oh. based on this Japanese movie, right? Okay. So, and it was redone in a US version put on Netflix. She was traumatized by this, by this, and she was, like, devastated over it, right? Mm -hmm. She just kept saying she actually broke down in the nail shop and was crying to me about how the dog died. And I was like, she watched it while she was at my mom's house. So first I'm confronting my mom, and I'm basically just like, why did you let her watch this this movie? (laughs) And my mom's like, girl, why is it on Netflix Kids? Right. (laughs) So I I looked the movie up, and... um. Someone like reviewed it as being the saddest movie they've ever seen in their entire <laughs> life, right? So it's not a lie. This no, is a yeah. devastating and I, movie. And I go into detail about this on on the last episode of my podcast, but uh-huh. here's the follow up for it. Before I looked up where this statue was that she was saying she wanted to visit because mm-hmm. it was a statue of the dog, I did not realize that it was in Tokyo, Japan. So it's a real thing. No, it's like based off of a real story. And there's an actual statue that exists in Tokyo, Japan, which I did not know is in Tokyo, Japan. So my daughter is hysterical. I'm like, babe, we'll go see the statue. Mommy (laughs) promises, like, I'm going to take you to see the statue. Relax. (laughs) Then I look it up. It's in Tokyo, Japan. (laughs) So this is how it ties into this week of her having having me fucked up. Because she had me fucked up last week when I realized that it was $18,000. $18,000. For what? To get us round trip. Oh, yeah. The if I are needed to, you know, I'm looking up, I'm like, damn, I'm going like, to have to take some motherfucking Tokyo. I promise and all this shit. So I look it up. That was how she had me fucked up last week. I'm like, damn, now I got to figure out what basically how to come up with $20,000 to take this girl to go see this damn Hachi statue where she's probably going to be crying in the middle of Tokyo. Right? Yeah, this is like a, a burial site. It was, it was too much. So... Today, actually, she was painting with her uncle. We have these paint by numbers things that we've been working on. They're taking forever. They look really cute, but it's a year long commitment to these pieces of art. It oh, it's intricate. It takes forever. Oh, so they were working on theirs because LAUSD said fuck me and also gave her an additional Monday off after having three <laughs> weeks off for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Okay. Yes. And. I walk in and my brother's like, you guys are going to Tokyo. (laughs) And so I have this moment and I'm just like, hey, babe, yes, mommy did promise that I'm going to take you to Tokyo. And I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. We at some point (laughs) in your life are going to go to Tokyo. I was not (laughs) expecting her to have a whole nother breakdown. Oh, no. Hysterically broke down. My brother was like. He was thrown off, too. He was like, Nyla, you'll eventually see the statue. She's like, no, I'm never going to see the statue. And I was like on my knees. I was on my knees holding her like, babe, I am so sorry. Like, oh, my God, I just it's going to happen. But like Tokyo is not something that we can just sorry, pick up and go. Yeah, it's not a tomorrow activity. We can't pick up and just. Yeah. Go to Tokyo. You don't even have passport. You don't even have passport. <laughs> right? We got to get through the first steps I gotta, of travel. I got I to talk to your dad and explain to him why I need him to immediately <laughs> meet me at the passport office to sign off on a round trip ticket to Tokyo. Okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> so she's breaking down over me basically casually mentioning that, like, yes, we're going to go to Tokyo, but you don't need to, like, go to school tomorrow and tell your teacher that we're leaving for Tokyo. 
her expectations yeah. oh are, god please. kids expectations are always very immediate <laughs> if you say something to a child be prepared to hear about it until it comes to fruition right even if it's yeah. going to the park if we we're going to the park for the day i'm not even telling nyla until i'm like put your shoes on we're going to the park because god forbid i wake up and say we're going to the park what are we going to the park you said we're going to the park shut the fuck up <laughs> anyway so i tell her you know like just give it some time she's breaking down yeah and she had me fucked up because the mom guilt be so real i'm leaving for costa rica in february and basically oh she's just like you never want to take trips with me you just want to take trips with other people so i'm like it's a combination of the dog but it's also like a combination of you just want to spend time with me so it's my first day of my period i'm emotional i go in my room and i'm like well where the fuck can i take her she wants to get on a plane like i know that's just what she wants to do Mm -hmm. so i go in my room and i basically booked us a round trip uh (laughs) to where i booked us a round trip ticket and stay Uh um in san francisco so okay yeah so it's nothing it's not far it's not crazy and it's not far but i feel like it's gonna give her for one we're gonna have a weekend getaway we're gonna stay there for two nights and then for two it's like her getting the experience of like packing a bag getting on a plane spending time with me and not feeling like travel is just something that i'm experiencing like Mm. without her all of the time okay yeah yeah but she had me fucked up because even with it being san francisco that shit was still was it expensive it was it was i mean the probably the flight's okay, but that stay. The flight was okay. The stay was what the it stay was. Stay was wild. Yeah. But I mean, even flights, flights will be okay, and then you get another flight, and it's like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> right, you gotta you buy know? two of everything. Right. So I get so, it. So yeah, I booked us uh, tickets, and I I booked us a hotel, and even mm. like a little um, excursion for like basically getting stuff done in the day in San Francisco. So it'll be exciting cute i'm excited last time that i went to san francisco there was just a lot of ecstasy involved so this is gonna be a different kind of trip oh yeah yeah different kind of party party. (laughs) there's a lot of little touristy things to do so i think she'll have a good time we have to hopefully she forgets about the dog for a little bit it's gonna be exciting though i'm excited for the trip um to spend some like I'm excited to spend some more intentional time with my kid and give her like a taste of travel. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited about it. I love that for y'all. Mm-hmm. Thank, Thank y'all. you have fun. so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. That was like a piggyback off of how she had me fucked up last time. And I'm sure <laughs> um, that on this trip that there will be another incident or time. Oh, don't say that. We're going to pray for <laughs> uh, easy travel. Yes. and <laughs> I'm excited. Because kids, you know, you never know how they're going to feel when they travel. I do feel like it brings out the best or the worst. <laughs> if they're not feeling it, they let you know. The so. first time that I ever got on a plane with Nyla. Oh, she's flown before? Yeah, she's oh, flown before. okay. She's just, she's just, she's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> she acts like I never took her nowhere. But we gotcha. went to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And... God, when this kid grows up, she's really, really, really gonna hate me. Oh, no. Because the things that I talk about online. You're putting her business out in these yeah, streets. But the first time she ever got on a plane, the plane took off and she shit on herself. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. Oh. No, I was pissed. That sucks. I was pissed. She was nervous as hell. So I, there, was, there was empathy that was there. Oh. Then the other part of me is. My body mass in an airplane bathroom It's a lot. Is a lot by myself. Ugh. A whole nother human being who I'm now <laughs> trying to switch draws, rinse ass, and dry off is insane. That was my first experience wow. <laughs> traveling with my child. What a challenge. And I'm so I'm I'm very much like a minimalist. And I had that mindset going into traveling. So there was nothing extra I had. I said, why would I, why do people pack all these bags and there's all these extra things and pants and do, 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 do. And I mean, this happened when she was five or six, fully potty trained, couple mm. years, couple years in. Oh. So yeah, it was sad to see her that anxious. But so hopefully. I don't think it will. And the, and the flight is, is pretty short. I think it's like an hour to San Francisco. It's not anything crazy. Yeah, to San... I thought you were about to say Atlanta. I was like, no, no, no. That's no, a few Atlanta hours. was... Atlanta's like five, five, six hours. I would say four or five. But yes. Four or five, yeah. Either way, 
And that's, you know, that's why moms are so amazing. Because yeah. you guys have to just figure it out. Right. No matter what the circumstances are. So kudos to you, mama, for getting through that flight. Right. But I think this flight will be, I mean, she's a little older too. So I think she'll just be a little more aware and mm -hmm. excited the fact yeah. that you guys are going somewhere. So That's true. Yeah. Excited. I think it'll be a good trip. Did you do anything fun for the holidays? How have you been? <sighs> I'm good. I'm okay. good. The holidays was... Uh, December is a little bit of a blur because I did so much. Mm -hmm. I was traveling. I went to Miami for Art Basel. And then I went to New York for uh, a dominatrix brunch, which was Ooh. a great time. <laughs> so, what the I fuck was, was that like? It was What happened at that dominatrix brunch? <laughs> it's called a goddess brunch, first okay. of all. Um, I don't know if you know Mistress Marlene, no. but... She's pretty big. She's okay. a wonderful dominatrix. And I've actually learned of her through a lot of podcasts, like horrible decisions and stuff. Okay. So she's out here. But yeah, no. So being a longtime follower, she actually throws events all over the place, like different states. And this one was in New York. And I love New York. So for me to go to New York is already like an easy thing. And I was like, ooh, I really want to go to this brunch. I want to yeah. see what it's like. I love Mistress Marley. I really support her her style of doming, which is beautiful. And so I went. I booked it like two weeks prior. It was very ambitious because <laughs> I knew it was going to be cold. And I had already scheduled Miami How before that. It? it wasn't even the coldest, but it was like 30, 40 on a good day. And then it dipped down to like 20, 30. How do, so, people, how do people do it? I don't know. I don't know. But once the nighttime hit, um, you know, I kind of just went to dinner, um, bar hopped a little with my friends, but for the most part, it was the focus was that brunch. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was Sounds a good time. Fun. It was a good time. There was subs. Did you get to like interact like intimately like with You nice. did, you did. Because she brought it was both Mistress Marley and then her co-host of the party was Mistress Rue. Okay. So together it was like a little bit of a it was an experience first it was like a brunch brunch where we were okay. served food by the subs and then after that they basically oh, put by on their a show. actual subs yeah they're actual subs so it was very kinky and mistress rue she has her own line of toys okay so she basically demonstrated those which was great <laughs> and i was nice. like wow like the arrangement of toys there's so many like okay. so many and then, um, yeah, and then Mistress Marley was very into, like, telling the girls how this works. Because a lot of girls were, like, new doms. And I, too, am, like, a practicing dom, so. Okay, I was going to say, so are you a dominatrix? I am. Okay. Do you have subs? I don't. I, I, okay. I'm looking. I am open for sub submissions. And um, I do need one that, like, specifically is for, like, content creating because I need some okay. online stuff. So you need a sub with a ring light. Or I got the ring light. Oh, you got the ring you light. You know, just bring your gimp suit and your mask. I'll provide some. What is a gimp suit? <laughs> <laughs> the crazy it's a part. really cute cat suit that they can wear. Oh. It keeps them, like, covered up, too, so if you want to stay anonymous, you know? Because not everyone wants their business out in these streets. Right. But, yeah, no, it's it's a crazy world. I'm not going to front. I'm still pretty that's green. That's exciting, though. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, that's I'm cool. not going to lie. So I feel like going back to December in total, it was just so blurry because okay. that was the highlight. New York was the highlight for that trip. Even, like, superseding Art Basel. Art Basel was cool, mm -hmm. but that was cooler. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And then Christmas came. It was chill. The week between Christmas and New Year's was wild. I felt like I was going out every night. Everybody wanted to do something. I had, my friend had a surprise party. I was just so turned up and I was drinking a lot. Mm -hmm. So like I kind of took two weeks off from New Year's to just about the 14th okay. of like no drinking just as a cleanse because I was mm, I love turnt. that. <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, I have an app on my phone called I Am Sober. Oh. So I haven't had alcohol in 17 days. Oh, my God. Congrats. 19 hours, 20 minutes, and 27 seconds. It breaks it down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, really, it's a really cool app because you can click on the community section and all the yeah. people that are commenting are on the same amount Aww. and length of like sobriety as you. 
So yeah. It's a joke. I feel you. Alcohol is literally poison. I wish yeah. that I could exercise it the way that I know it's like a relaxation thing, mm. but I can't have a glass of wine. Mm. I can't have like a drink or two, at least not have a drink or two and feel like it's done something significant. Yeah. And maybe that in part is a lot to do with my, my tolerance, but could be. I just hate the way that I feel after I drink physically. I hate the way that it makes me feel so much more like, analytical of like all the things that i said and did at wherever i was at when i was drinking yeah so it just takes away all those inhibitions and i just want to really like move through 2023 with a lot more confidence about who i am as a person and the value that i bring and i feel like i use alcohol to like i always would say and like speak this over myself like just unlocking my personality just need a couple more drinks (laughs) it's like my personality is fine without alcohol so Congratulations to you for your little break. Um, well, congr- yeah, same to you. Because yeah. it really is like, it's really the aftermath that mm-hmm. just makes me not want to do it. Because my body is, the recovery is so much slower than my 20s. And it could be just, I could be doing the right thing by staying on the right, or, you know, one liquor all night or wine all night. Even wine takes a toll on me where I'm like feeling it all into the next day. Like, what is this? Yeah. So, you know, and I just have a lot of shit to do. I'm, I'm getting busier with my time. So it's like, okay, I don't have enough time to recover anymore. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to have to take off that whole next day and lay down because I don't feel good because I drink. So yeah. I feel you. It's hard. It's hard. And, you know, I don't, I can still go out. And that's the thing. I really can. I can go out. I can do a mocktail. Um, I still allow myself to smoke. So it's like, if I do need something, then that could be the something. Mm-hmm. But even then, I can't smoke too much either because then now my lungs get all tight. Right. <laughs> and it's like everything is just like a balance. Mm-hmm. As long as you can balance it out, that's great. But I do it's believe moderation. moderation is key. Yeah. But I do think people should do a cleanse every now and again, even if it's three days. Just like take that vice or whatever you're like really um, gluttonous about, then – Maybe just cut it out for a few days. Mm-hmm. Just see if we can do it. Right. So it builds a little bit of discipline, too. Yeah. But. Do you feel like you're, like, basically it sounds like you're more focused. Yeah. With, without certain things, which I agree with. You mm-hmm. don't waste as much time. And yeah. podcasting requires a lot of time. Podcasting is literally a full-time job that you pay for. Okay. You pay for it. Literally. With your time, energy, and your money. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much. It's a I didn't I really underestimated the amount of work that goes into it. I think the more that I've started getting serious about it and building, you know, out what I have, like the structure, the show flow, like mm. I even underestimated thinking out topics. Mm. You just think it's just so easy to come on and just talk and it's like Yeah. Not if you want something that is impactful or has like direction or trajectory or like scaling in any kind of way it's a lot of work and a lot of time and effort yes so have has that been an issue for you in the past like three years of your podcasting journey what oh yeah 100 1000 percent yeah that is like my biggest hurdle is the consistency Mm -hmm. and it's because you have to Think about your pod from a producer perspective. Even if you wing your episodes, you really can't even fully wing them. You should have an outline. Yep. And if you have other people, let's say, editing your pods and stuff, you're going to need that just for your notes to give to them. Otherwise, they're going to not know what to do. And I, you know, a lot of us are one-man shows, and we do it all. And that, too, just to keep on top of yourself, you got to figure out how to do the shit. You got to buy the equipment. It's so much. And like, you can honestly say, like, I see why podcasts that make it, make like, they deserve to make it. Mm-hmm. And it's usually because of the consistency aspect. I think that's with most things in regard to social media or any kind of, like, honestly, online yeah. presence. Like, consistency is everything. It really is. I don't think that 
anyone's success online has anything to do with someone being more like talented than another person. Mm-hmm. It has to do with their ability to continue to show up. Just show up. Yeah. That's it. Like last week, I did not have a plan, but I was like, I'm going to scale this podcast. So I was like, girl, go read your diary entry for a podcast episode. Even though it's not mm. the the specific format that I really want for the show, I just know building that habit. I'm yeah. reading Atomic Habits right now too. So building out those mm. little habits of like make it work, show up. Yeah. Don't cancel on Danielle because she's coming over to record tonight. <laughs> you need the, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. just getting out of your head, getting out of your own way, mm-hmm. especially with collaboration. That is the most challenging part of this podcasting journey for me specifically. Mm-hmm. I have grown and I don't, and I, and I don't say this to sound it to, I don't say this to make it like a flex or anything. Cause it's not because I actually think that if I invested more in collaboration that I would have grown and been bigger than I, than I am right now. Mm-hmm. But podcasting is so heavily reliant on conversation, which you need another person for. Yeah. I mean, unless you're really good at like storytelling yeah. or something, then you could swing it solo for sure. But I feel you. I like and to there's episodes where, where, where I'm doing that, but it's like the growth aspect. Mm. Podcasting is heavily reliant on collaboration. And that is the, yeah. the biggest challenge. So. But you're doing it. Yeah. You're killing it. You're doing it too. I am. We're doing it. we doing it. Okay. We are doing it. And I, I feel you because just about every episode I have somebody on Mm -hmm. and it's usually a friend or my brother whoever I know I have a good rapport with is what really will carry the episode but let's say you collab with someone who is so dry or isn't even like a podcaster at all it's just like your friend who's like down to record and it's like damn but you don't even like you know you don't really want to talk so it's like hard you're pulling teeth a little bit and it's like oh this is going to be such a drag of an episode Mm -hmm. but even if it is just commit to it yeah. and even still post it. Right. There's so many episodes I actually have archived because I wasn't either filling the conversation or I think it's whack. And that kind of put me behind my own like schedule of pods because it's mm-hmm. like I could have had all that done for the month. Yeah. Instead, I was like, no, I hate this. No, I sounded terrible or whatever the case is. I think that shows so, growth, though. So for one, yeah. the way that I'm publishing my podcast, I'm putting episode one, episode two. So I don't mm. even think I would be able to do that. If I go back and I'm like, I hate this episode. I don't think I can archive it for people that will pay attention and be like, how did it go from episode <laughs> seven to 14? You just hated everything that you did for seven weeks straight. Maybe. But, you know, I, I've, I know that right now, like, my commitment is to like showing up and getting in the flow of editing and getting in the flow of getting ideas and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I know that my episodes are going to get better. I know that my show flow is going to get better. The way that I build out episodes, the way that I storytell is going to get better. So I'm excited for building up that loyal group of people Mm -hmm. that if you're rocking with me and listening to what I'm starting out as, like I know that you're just going to be even more locked in Yeah, as I as I get better. Yeah, it's it's a journey. And I think even as like a listener for a long time, like the podcasts I listened to that were so small when they first started, I appreciate just being a part of the journey with them. Yeah. And seeing where they were, where they were oftentimes just at home like this, or they were in like a small studio and now they're like part of a production or um what are they called? A network. Right. And it's like Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. And, but it's like, it's time. It's the time and the the work they put into it that really got them there. So I respect it. I respect it. And yeah, you're doing phenomenal. I think you are investing properly. You have some really awesome equipment. I do. Man. To be fair though, (laughs) to be fair though, I do a lot of client work. I think people have like this true idea of like what it looks like to have a following or do certain things and be like oh like I need to start off with the best and I don't think that's necessarily true I did hold myself to that standard because I feel like I already put out a certain quality of things Mm -hmm. and regardless of whether or not my podcast audience is a new audience I have people that I'm pushing over here that I know are expecting a certain a certain level of quality right true I'm really charging people just to watch Mm -hmm. so I have to try to give a little just to some shit. 
You know oh, what I mean? Of course. Yeah. But also all of the things that I invest in because I do client work, almost like a corporate job, like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. it pays off. You know, yeah. I'm in the midst of producing a 12 episode season podcast for one of my clients right now. Mm. And none of that would have happened. And that check wouldn't have cleared if I didn't have all of this to be able to even like come from a point of, hey, let me put this together for you. Right. Yeah. That's very true. Mm-hmm. But either way, the investment makes sense because right. you have multiple reasons to use it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. If you are just potting like me for the most part it's like okay what can I get away with Mm -hmm. which I do want to get away from that where I'm just using let's say my iPhone or whatever I want quality shit but also iPhone be on some quality ass shit though no it does all of my for instance I have all of these mics every time I do a voiceover for videos and stuff bitch I be right here like (laughs) if I keep it the right distance my iPhone does just fine because shit do I really want to set up this mic and do this for a reel right now. Right. Would it send, sound better? Yes, it would sound better on here. But it's still a quality, right? So I think yeah. it's like when you're doing certain things, you have to figure out what is your goal. True. Like, what is the goal? It's very true. I need to rewrite my goals with my pod. Yeah. That's right. actually something. Because – there's no reason for it to be so inconsistent if I'm going to keep I'm doing I'm going to tell it. you one of your goals right now. What is it? It's to be on TikTok with your podcast. Okay. So, and Jessica just informed me that you can set TikTok settings to explicit, which I didn't know because my previous TikToks for my pod were getting flagged for language. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, cool. So, do I keep oh, posting? Oh, wait. Okay. No. So. Oh, that's not going to work? No. Oh. So, I was saying you can on the podcast episodes Mm. before you upload a podcast episode on your host thing you can pick whether or not your episode is explicit or clean oh yeah i do that oh that i do okay yeah i thought you meant on tiktok no got it tiktok you just gotta be clean the caption you don't have to just be clean the caption the caption you caption the video and then it will bleep out the different things that you shouldn't use. Like when you okay. use that captions app that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. free tip, social media tip. There's an app called captions. It is a purple app. <laughs> it will automatically transcribe everything that you're saying. Yeah. And then you can customize like the colors, the fonts, and it just plays it all pretty on the screen and it bleeps out bad words. Oh, this is, it actually scene. makes cussing funnier. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's like what the, Sometimes it is funny when it's like, what the fuck, bleep. Like, you just put the bleep after fuck. (laughs) It's missed the whole part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Listen, free game, because that's what I needed to know. Yeah. I definitely needed to. You can't have it written. I think that TikTok picks it up much more when it's written on the screen than anything, and then having Mm -hmm. those certain parts bleeped out. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. It 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 is tricky though. Like, yeah, good moms got their entire TikTok deleted, and they have built wow. up like a couple hundred thousand followers. Not delete. See, that's what I mean. It's like so sensitive, but you almost you have to be on there. You need to be mm-hmm. on all the the platforms you can get because they matter. They do. They add up. So I get it. I get it. I will figure out the TikTok part. I'm going to be honest, when it comes to TikTok, I, I don't want parts. Mm-hmm. It's it's an addicting app. I can see myself scrolling for hours. Right. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't even really use it because it's like, it's the double. But friends love to send me a TikTok. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to go nah. look at it. So it's like, I get it. It's, it's an entertaining app. But do you think, as a content creator, mm-hmm. there'll be another app right along the way? Because... Duh. Yeah, we're well, phasing I don't know out about right along the way. Okay, so TikTok is the number one. Like in in regard to what? I would say growth and visibility. TikTok. Okay, got it. Like for instance, my social media strategy for 2023, mm-hmm. I've set a goal for myself that I'm going to hit a million followers on TikTok. So TikTok is a platform that I am focusing on. Gotcha. Everything that I create as far as content is concerned is going to be for TikTok and formatting things for TikTok still posting it everywhere else right Mm -hmm. but tiktok has an algorithm where i know that 
it still has those ups and downs as far as like the algorithm or not being pushed out like you're still experiencing that everywhere Mm -hmm. but also these apps are set up in a way to reinforce the behavior of continuously posting but tiktok is one of the only platforms that you will get those extreme highs of like millions of views on a piece of content and substantial growth too Mm -hmm. so i just feel like tiktok is where you can grow and get the most visibility i sold a lot of my ebooks off of tiktok Mm -hmm. especially on tiktok live they push that live in the in the algorithm because of the way it's set up on the for you page. I can be on TikTok live and have 500 people in the live and I can be on Instagram live and maybe maintain 20 niggas at a time. Yeah, Instagram is and that's what I was asking about because Instagram feels like it's 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 tumbling yeah. a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. They keep changing the format a little too much and they're really trying to keep up with yep. TikTok and I don't know how sustainable that is. Yep. Twitter, too, is kind of losing its... I mean, I like... I'm still on there, but mm-hmm. it's losing its flair. It's not there's, the Gen there's Z There's so many apps and there's so many platforms. The most important thing is to always have a direct connection to your audience, right? So the biggest yeah. thing that I always talk about is having some kind of like a mailing list or like a text list. Um, and using any and every platform that you're on to funnel people onto that. But post everything everywhere and grow it. TikTok, best app for growth and visibility. Instagram, probably best for community. Mm. I feel like the people that are tapped in with you on Instagram are very aware of exactly who you are. I could put a piece of content out on TikTok that people could find funny, but Mm. no one's going to be like, oh my God, Nyla's getting so big. They're just like, this is a hilarious video. Who is this kid? Next video. It's not like being tapped in with you as a person. Yeah. On Instagram, everyone's like, oh, Nyla's so funny. People on Instagram know my dog's name. You mm, know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like it's that community thing there. Facebook is just completely volatile. It's disgusting <laughs> yeah. over on Facebook. I know. I don't use it. People are so mean, but it pays the best. Really? They pay the best on Facebook. Wow. I'm telling people, if you do not have a Facebook fan page set up off of your own personal mm-hmm. Facebook page, you are missing out on money. I have a couple hundred thousand Ooh. followers over there, and I'm averaging like four or $5,000 a month on Facebook. Wow. Just off of like ad revenue and bonuses for the same exact content that I'm posting on TikTok and Instagram. TikTok, I may be averaging two or $300 a month. That's the severe difference between the two platforms instagram also bullshit i completely stopped monetizing on instagram Mm. because i got paid nine hundred dollars after doing 10 million views in one month i said never again how do never what is the the i guess the form is there a formula that they they change every month Oh, they because they, they're trying to get me to monetize now. They keep sending me enroll in the bonus, enroll in the bonus. And here's the thing about mm. enrolling in the bonus. Yes, it's cool to monetize your content. But I do believe that on Instagram specifically, when you enroll in monetization, they're paying so much more attention to everything that you're doing. They're waiting for you to violate the terms and conditions because of the fact that they're paying you. So um. I would rather y'all keep y'all two, three hundred dollars a month and not try to take my page down every time. I say nigga. Yeah, that's too nitpicky. It's too nitpicky. Mm-mm. But yeah, so Twitter, I can't get people to care about me on Twitter to save my motherfucking life. <laughs> and that too is a volatile place to me. Yeah, it's, it's funny, wild. Though. It's funny when it's funny, and then it can get dark, yeah. deep, and There's a lot of messy. porn on Twitter. It's a lot of porn. Yeah. Is it, that still a thing with the takeover? Ah, uh, the takeover? What's the takeover? Isn't Elon... Oh, yeah. Well, I thought he stepped down at the same time. At least that's what I heard. That's all alleged. I don't know what is going on. But yeah, ever since he took over, it's been a hot mess. Right. It's been a hot mess. But as far as the usage, you can still very much post whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So it is like the biggest platform for a lot of OnlyFans content creators and Mm, stuff. Okay. So you can post all your shit on there versus like Instagram where you're gonna get censored immediately. They won't even let you push put links in your story. I have a friend who does OnlyFans and oh. they said that whenever they add their OnlyFans to like the, their story, like story link, part, mm-hmm. that it flags, it flags it and it takes the story down. Yeah, man, they'll, they'll flag you for anything. You put the wrong hashtag, your mm. whole thing could be deleted. Yeah. So you do have to be careful on all the platforms except Twitter. Twitter is still pretty 
liberated where you can post what you want. And I think that was also Elon's thing where he was trying to give that freedom of speech back to a lot of mm-hmm. people. But now it's getting even messier because now people are just saying a nigger online. And it's mm-hmm. like, what are we doing? What yeah. are we doing? So, yeah, social media is hard. Social mm-hmm. media is hard. It can be a, a very negative space. Mm-hmm. A very negative draining space. It's a very mentally draining place. And then even more draining to understand what makes things perform well, which is negativity, and then to like remain relevant and successful, create out of that place. Mm-hmm. Like it's gotten to the point where I'm actually like trolling people about how much I hate motherhood. Mm. Like it's <laughs> definitely a heavy burden and and you know a role that takes a lot yeah but also i've seen how much it pisses people off and how great the engagement is and the conversations that arise from me saying certain things so as a content creator and a podcaster and like someone out here just trying to stay relevant and make things happen it's not that i'm like faking the funk or like not being authentic but yeah like yeah, this is probably going to piss somebody off. Or I, I, I now know how to operate in what I say and what I do, which sometimes is leading with negativity. Chaos and negativity will always yeah. sell, though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. People, regardless if they realize it or not, they love it. Yeah. They get obsessed. The more they hate it or hate you as a as a personality, oh, my God, they're going to follow you even harder yep. and share your content even more talking about, look at this person. Look at this trash. Yep. But it's like, well, thank you because that's what I needed you to do. Repost it, even regardless of what your messaging is. And uh, that's what gets exhausting. Instagram has the thing on where now it has a circle in it. You can basically tap through an individual story that Instagram creates for you that shows you everyone that's sharing something you're doing. No. So let's say I make a post and it's a reel and like uh-huh. 30 people share the reel to their stories. Okay. I can go into my notifications and tap like a little icon that will show me and take me through instead of having to go to view story reshares and like go into yes. everyone's individual posts. I can just click through and look at it that way. And it's always so interesting because wow. as an engagement practice, I like every single one of them mm-hmm. and I'll be going through and some of them will really just be like this stupid bitch. This is such a stupid opinion. How would you ever get online and say that? Do you see why I'm doing it? That I'm literally on your story. You're literally sharing my content because of how much you hate me. Oh, my God. And that's the funny part. Mm-hmm. Like, you wasting all this precious energy on little old me. Thank you so much. Because that's all you can do. one thing when I'm soliciting it. But then sometimes when it's literally just about me as a fat person, like, oh, my God. Don't let it be me <laughs> doing something just being fat. And every single person is like, man, this is really unhealthy. I could be eating a salad. I could be eating a salad and someone will be like, all that dressing, this fucking bucket of lard here. Like, Jesus Christ. And then the interesting part is so many people tell me how unattractive they are to me on the internet on a daily basis. Oh it my God. doesn't align with the amount of unsolicited dick pics that I get in my DM. Oh, Wow. <laughs> From random people. Oh, my God. It's insane. The irony. It's like, so which is it? Which is it? That feels like, yeah. You, you, can't, you can't please everybody. It's just impossible, especially online. Yeah. And I think that's also the thing you have to overcome is just people are going to talk. Yeah. You just got to keep pushing through. I love that you have or you actually go in and like, like all the content. I do. Like, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I go through. <laughs> engagement practice and it's funny how people will also recant Mm. someone will say something and then you meet them with like toxic positivity almost (laughs) and they're like oh you know i didn't really mean it like that but then also realizing when sometimes people are just projecting you know what i mean all the time like i've had people say some really fucked up things to me as far as like not deserving my child and you know wow she would be so much better off with someone else and then i go to their page and it's like their kid is dead <laughs> damn bitch why did you laugh because <laughs> no, that great. is such See, a that will somebody else. Well, i did not know that was this i'm gonna chop this up <laughs> i'm gonna be like their kid is stop. dead i'm gonna have her laughing and it's gonna go crazy people be like why is she laughing no but nervous laughs that's no. what happens <laughs> 
<laughs> but what I what I really what I really mean is it's like I understand that people are projecting, right? Right. So it's like it's not that they really don't think that I deserve my kid. It's they've experienced this like tremendous loss, super traumatic, and issues. they're like. All they do is think about what they would do if they had time back with their kid. So they mm. see someone talking openly about what it feels like to like carry the weight of being a parent of someone every day. Mm. And they're triggered by that because all they want is that opportunity to have their child back. Sure. So it's projection too. So I try not to take it personally. No, you can't. You can't. Do you go to therapy? Yeah, I do. I feel like that's good. I do. I'm in therapy. I got a black therapist. Nice. She's cool. Yeah. She's expensive. Mm. What See, is up with that? I just watched a TikTok about how therapists are no longer taking insurance because the insurance <gasps> companies be like playing games. They make it impossible for them to get paid. Oh no. So. I'm currently looking for a therapist under my network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to just pay the copay. But right. I, before that I had like a spiritual advisor slash therapist. And okay. She was great, but yeah, she was pricey. And I was like, okay, I can't really like afford to do this every week in a way that I want to. So yeah. it's hard. It is hard. But I almost feel like you kind of need that to counterbalance, you know, the negativity and stuff on social media because it can affect our yes. our yes. psyche a lot. It does. So I took a I'm break. Very over heavily impacted by the internet. I can only imagine you're a social media influencer and a social media manager. So and a I'm manager not doing oh. mine. I'm doing somebody else's. Oh my god! So <laughs> you can see it from all sides, right. all perspectives. Yeah. That's insane. I'm excited for this break, though. You're taking a break? 10 days. I'm not getting on the internet. I'm going to Costa Rica. I'm complete now. Okay. You're I'm gonna... still going to get my content. That cam- The tripod is coming. Yes. Get your but content. That doesn't feel like the pressure. Right. Recording, especially like just off my phone, that doesn't feel pressure. Mm-hmm. I can do that real quick and then still be in the moment. It's the record it, get something, and then let me edit it, put it together, post it. Now I'm like completely gone and out of the moment. Yeah. And there's like this sense of urgency that is real and fake at the same time because I do know that there is a possibility of being successful on the internet without being extremely tapped in 24-7. Mm. But I also understand how much higher chances are of success if you are constantly tapped in and paying attention to all the different things that are happening. True, but you can still unplug. Right. You know, you can take your break. It's an addiction at this point, though. I find myself reaching for my phone. What am I looking for? Oh, you know, I have one of those timers on the social media apps. Yeah. So it taps out. I don't know if you know. I've been holding my phone this whole episode because I'm like. Well, I mean, yeah. mine's. It's something that's like, I don't know. I feel you. It's dopamine rush, too. Don't let me have posted content. Yeah. Don't let me go through the whole process of doing it and then post it. And then <laughs> the performance. There's like a study that's been done on how apps will. Let's say that I posted a reel right now yeah. and you liked it. They may not release that you liked it to me for X amount of time. Okay. Because it contributes to like that rush and that dopamine hit of me like refreshing and refreshing to like oh. see how it performs. So let's mm. say like a hundred people like something within the first 30 seconds that something that I post is up. Mm-hmm. Instagram will release it 25 likes at a time over like a period of like 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds opposed to wow. right away so that you keep that's how I know you're on there because you know by the breakdown of seconds. Oh my god, I can tell I you. Have so no idea clock. what. Literally, if my <laughs> if my post has been up for seven seconds at my stats right now, yeah. If within the first seven seconds, I don't have anywhere between two hundred and fifty and three hundred likes, it's probably not going to perform the way that I would have ideally wanted it to perform. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I'm over here. I'm like, okay, 250 likes. But a win. <laughs> I will, but I will say though, mm-hmm. the algorithm is constantly changing, which is again mm-hmm. plays into that tapped inness, right? Mm-hmm. Because now they're starting to take older things and push them. I can mm-hmm. have something completely get stagnant at 600 likes. Yeah. And then two days later. Boom, 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 picking up, picking up again. Booming. You know? That's, and see, that's such a mind fuck. It is. It's like, 
the algorithm is so tricky and I just hate how it operates, especially for my Explorer page. I even hate looking at my Explorer page because mm-hmm. it's so extreme because I have a lot of friends with kids now and I like that. I get a lot of baby stuff on my page mm. and I'll look at it. I'm like, oh my God, this is cute. But I know I'm just feeding into it and now I'm getting more. Right. And then I have friends that are models and have a lot of sexier content. So now I have booty profiles on my page at the same it's so wild it's so extreme like i have an ass shaking video here and then i have like a little cute baby that's like falling over and it's like what is my life like i have to stay off there because i'm like what is this this is so chaotic (laughs) like i hate that for me my explore page is lots of studs (laughs) Ooh, studly lots of studs Pimple popping videos. I get those too, and I don't even like them. I love them. <laughs> oh I'm my like god! I'm like so obsessed with watching people extract blackheads from people's <laughs> noses. It's insane. <laughs> oh, what else? ASMR stuff. Me and Nyla are really into like watching videos of like people crushing stuff. Oh, you like that? Mm, I love it. It's so satisfying. I love watching Ooh. stuff crunching. That sounds like a kink. It's got to be a kink of some sort. I don't know. Like, I don't know what to call it. I guess it's ASMR. Yeah. But I don't get it, personally. I'm just like, this is doing absolutely nothing to me. I can turn it off. I like watching stuff explode. Like, there's this one (laughs) YouTube channel that me and Nyla will watch where they just line stuff up Mm -hmm. and trucks back up over it, and it just zooms in on, like, it popping out, like, (laughs) pop, 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 pop. I've seen something similar where it's, like, crushing something, and then it, like, splurts. I don't know. It just explodes out of the thing, and I'm like... (laughs) Okay, I guess someone's into this. It's yeah. not for me, right. so I don't get that anymore. I'm just getting ass and baby stuff. And I'm like, where is the line? <laughs> Why is this my content? That's fucking hilarious. It's insane. Listen, but people put – and that's a testament to people put things out, they try things, they do things, mm-hmm. and it's working for them. Because if you're on the Explore page, that means that the internet is pushing your shit. The algorithm, Instagram, TikTok yeah. is pushing your stuff. So you would think there's not a niche for shaking ass or hold. Well, you know, everyone knows there's a niche for shaking ass. Oh, something as simple as who would think that pimple popping videos would be out here getting millions and millions and millions of views. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very true. Like shout out to the doctors, a uh, doctor pimple popper. Like mm-hmm. she's huge. Whole brand. A whole you brand. You never know what you put on the internet will turn into a brand. Speaking of which, I want to be a brand. I need to. Um... You are a brand. I am a brand. You but are a brand. I need to refine. I need to define my brand a little tighter mm-hmm. because I just do so many different things. Yeah. And it's hard for me to like funnel it all into the same focal point, I guess, mm-hmm. because it's like, cool, I do fashion. My 95 is fashion. I don't show a lot of it on the Instagram, but when I do, it's cool. And then it's like, okay, podcast, whole different thing. But, and then if I, I, ha- I don't really talk too much about the dominatrix thing because that's so new. But that could be a whole lane, too. It could be. So it's like, all right. So, so I feel like things. I go back and forth with whether or not you have to, like, niche it down. Mm-hmm. You yourself can be a brand and, like, everything that you are can, like, encompass into that, right? Yeah. So, like, when you said all that, I saw you, like, a video, like, a trend, like, a transition video where it's, like, you have the phone propped up and you're, like, doing fashion stuff and then it's, like, boom, and then you're in a fucking dominatrix outfit. Oh, and that would you, be like, a cute And then you, like, caption thing. it in a way where it's, like, me during the day versus me at night, you know? It's all about, yeah. like, telling a story. And so all the different things that we do contribute to the story of, like, who we are and that's gonna be relate you'd be surprised how many people it's relatable to but it feels overwhelming that's what it is like i feel triggered and overwhelmed constantly by the amount of different things i'm trying to do i'm like okay i'm trying to be a podcaster okay i'm trying to be a content creator but keep a niche on comedy but keep a niche on motherhood and then i start offering services right Mm. and now i'm teaching people about money now i'm like i have to be an expert because Mm. i'm selling and i'm trying to teach y'all how to get money so i feel all over the place too for 2023, I set a goal for myself that it was going to be the last year that I offered or had to offer services okay, so that I could really focus just on myself. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, you were, you know, in many pots. Too many. You in the kitchen by yourself with 13 courses. Yeah. <laughs> just whipping Literally. it up. And it's impressive. 
Thank you. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, you're I killing it. I appreciate that. Who we really need to be taking notes from, though, is uh, old girl with the pink sauce. You seen she was in Walmart? Pink sauce. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> what is her, like? I don't know her name I don't know per her se. Name Let me be professional. Okay, she goes by Chef Pie. Chef Pie. Chef Pie, like P I I. So, and she's cute. Like this is her. She is cute. She's a cute girl. And if you don't know about Pink Sauce Lady, Chef Pie, long story short, she created this sauce. It's like a pink dressing of some sort. And I think she got viral on TikTok first with it because she's putting it on wings and everyone's saying, oh my God, it's so good, but couldn't tell you what it tastes like. It was wild. Yeah. So she started selling it. And then the reviews on Twitter, it got real negative real fast. Mm -hmm. A lot of people talking about this isn't safe. Is this FDA approved? Asking too many questions. And I remember she did like a, a Instagram live video she trying to address. She didn't even know what FDA was really for because she was like, it doesn't need to be FDA approved and all kinds of ignorant statements. But, you know, she was carrying it. She, she I would say that's still brave to mm -hmm. even address the masses like that because I don't think I would have. But right. all that to say, that was probably what, last summer now? And now. It was a, it was a little bit of time ago. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. about six to eight months ago, if anything. So fast forward to this month, January, she is a, a food distributor, picked her up, and is now, they basically rebranded the whole pink sauce, but it's still pink sauce, just different ingredients. And she's now gonna be selling it through Walmart, which is wild to me. Mm -hmm. So wild, but this is like, this is what social media can do. Yeah. for you you know you just have to commit like she was 10 toes down in her product she was i'll give her that i would never eat it i will not ever eat it i would not and that's the thing there's so many people that are steadfast on the association that we've had through social media with the pink sauce mm -hmm. and it being in walmart but that still didn't stop the fact that she has probably cut herself a very nice deal for a distributor to pick up on. Hopefully, I say we don't know what the deal is. Yeah, we don't the girl know. Didn't know what the FDA was. Right. So with that being said, we don't know whether or not that deal was a substantial deal or not. Right. She could be getting just a like small the cut. it's a chicken salad. They uh, at least she knew her worth. You know, the it's a chicken salad girl said Google tried to buy her sound for like uh -huh. five hundred dollars. <gasps> really she was away. i'm glad she knew her worth that was insane for a company like google five hundred dollars that. that's how much people value oh black my. creators sounds trends iconic moments but nonetheless chef pie still made that pop and still made that happen yeah because now she's back in our in our light this mm. article i found was in the los angeles times so yeah. this is a big deal but um, it was in the LA Times. It was in the LA Times. Oh, wow. It was that. I'll, I'll give her this, right? Regardless of whether or not the pink sauce becomes successful, whether or not the pink sauce is even good. Yeah. Okay. Whether it even tastes good or not. I'll give her the fact that this viralness in this moment, she's made last and turned it into something mm -hmm. because people really think that your goal when you get on social media is to like have something that's viral. There are so many things that we have heard about, seen, experienced, and never heard from again. And people have never turned it into anything. Right. So I'll give her that. If you can turn it into something outside of that, what is it called? 15 minutes of fame. You win. You went. I do want to list the ingredients because they do sound crazy. I, I have no Stop idea. Right I have to because they it said that they had to like tweak the ingredients just for like safety precaution. Which um, makes me <laughs> that just validates everything that was sus about the original sauce. Right. <laughs> so, you know, they gotta add some preservatives and other stuff to make it okay. last. So yeah. I get it. But I'm so disease. Listen, so the ingredients now are pitaya, which is dragon fruit. Mm -hmm. It's a pitaya based with coconut cream, canola oil, onion powder, ranch flavoring, and the additional of shelf safe ingredients. Mm. 
I don't know how you get from dragon fruit and coconut to onion and ranch. Mm. What? That sounds awful. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't sound like a mix that I could handle. Mm-mm. But what do you put it on? I don't know. I guess wings. Every time she has a picture of her eating something, it's wings. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know what else she would put it on. Um, and it's like a Pepto pink. Um, Pepto pink. Pepto pink. So already, it just doesn't sound too appetizing. I do love me some uh, spread from In and Out. Maybe that's the inspiration. I don't really do the spread, or I'm not like a thousand island girl. I don't like anything chunky and creamy as I a dressing for real. Actually, so. being like a Los Angeles girl to my core, mm-hmm. it's spread. It's not thousand islands. It's different. Oh, okay, but people be like. <laughs> That is Thousand Islands in a thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's spread from in and out. It's not just Thousand Island dressing. They probably tweak it a little bit to be something else, but it's fire. Maybe that's what the, I, I think that's probably you don't what get your it's going to Animal style? No. I don't really eat it in and out. So, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm, right, I'm guys, a Cali well, girl. Thanks too. for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. And I'm like the quintessential. Cali girl, like yeah. I'm from all up and down Cali, but in and out. I guess because I don't really eat hamburgers, so it doesn't really turn mm. me on to go there. Yeah, because I'm like, what am I gonna get if it's not the grilled cheese mm-hmm. or the French fries? But I think their French fries in general are trash. Okay, so, so we have to stop talking about. Sorry, this now. What's the next <laughs> not <topic>? sorry. <laughs> Gosh, I'm questioning everything I feel about you now. Wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to speak my truths. I have to speak hell? my truths. I feel like we covered a lot. I think we're actually solid. We're solid. I think we did quite a bit. I think we shared our experience with pods, Mm -hmm. podcasting, producing them, investing in them, et cetera. Mm -hmm. We talked about how Nala got you fucked up. Mm -hmm. Nyla. (laughs) Nyla. And I knew it. And I still said Nala. (laughs) It's okay. No. Um, You're fine. But yeah, no, I think that this was a great conversation. I appreciate the dynamic that we had. You guys, if you're listening on my podcast, make sure that you go check out Danielle's podcast, Girl What? Girl What? Okay. (laughs) Um, If you are listening and you'd rather be watching this episode, make sure that you subscribe to the Patreon it's the only place you can watch the episodes in full. Watch the episodes. Watch the episodes. Wow. <laughs> Early. Okay. And you get bonus content over there. So make sure that you subscribe. And yeah. Follow the podcast. Review the podcast. Let us know what yes. you thought about it. Yes. Same here. Follow me on Instagram. Girl what underscore pod. And if you like my pod, I do need some reviews and five star preferably reviews so yeah if you could do that for me that would be awesome yay all right let's wrap it up i suppose (laughs) okay bye cut bye guys